Hey, welcome to Podcast 234. Two generations, three topics, and four beers. I'm Chaz. I'm Dwayne. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us for the podcast this week. About to introduce our two beers we're going to do. The first one we're having uh, this week is a Wire Wirebacher. It's a Weimerbacher. Weimerbacher. Easton, Brown, and Down. You know, that's a play on East. Eastbound and Down from Smokey and the Bandit. For anybody under 35, that was a movie. All right, then. Whatever you're talking about, man. See, he doesn't even know. What's our second beer, man? Uh, looks like we got Epic Brewing. Uh, they're out of Utah. That's the Rhino IPA. It's a juicy American pale ale. Can't wait. This is going to be a, a couple of good brews, and we got some good topics. So this week, we're going to be talking about uh, kind of our idols. Kind of played into that eastbound and down. I never had any idols from that Smokey and the Bandit. Burt Reynolds, I guess. What was the guy in the truck? The semi truck guy, Jerry Reed. You know, probably Flash. His I think that was the name of his dog. Maybe that was my no. Idol. That was that was um, not Boss Hog. That was oh, that was from Dukes and Roscoe Pico. Roscoe, Roscoe Pico train. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. he wasn't my idol. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about our idols. Basically, the top five people living in debt. We want to have beers with. Although the second part would be kind of hard because we'd have to be dead too. Uh, current events. We're gonna talk about a little bit about the unfortunate issues at Santa Fe and. Uh, and uh, Laurel and Yanni, whatever the heck that is, or Yanni, or whatever it's called. What is it called? Yanni? Laurel and Yanni. You, do you hear Laurel or Yanni? Yanni, I think. I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard it in a while. I heard it like for one second. We're going to talk about something that came up that is very important today. It, we, we had uh, something happen at the house here that brought the household to a screeching halt, and that was the fact that we have no food in the house to eat. So we're going to talk about grocery shopping and Really how that's kind of gone in America now, the whole grocery shopping experience. So stick around. Well, we hope everyone had a good week. Just a little note, we're going to scale this back to probably one podcast a week. Chaz and I got a lot going on, um, but uh, we still love you. But we're going to cut it back to one podcast a week, and we're going to improve our content and have some better quality content. So speaking of that, first beer, Weyerbacher. Easton, Brown and Down from uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where that is in PA, but we're going to tell you how it tastes here. I'm not a big fan of uh, brown beers usually. So. What about a Honey Brown? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I like Honey Brown. Brown, Honey, honey Brown. Yeah. It must be a Pennsylvania thing. Honey Brown. Oh, maybe. Yeah, father-in-law's from Pennsylvania. He says Honey Brown. Honey Brown. And he likes Honey Brown. This is brown. Ain't no doubt about that. We're broadcasting today from the lovely uh, four-car garage here in central Ohio. If you hear some thunderstorms in the background, uh, that is actually thunderstorms in the background. So, And it is the beginning of Thunder Rolls, because I just happen to like that song. By Garth Brooks? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our first topic, idols. Um, we are going to talk about idols through the generations, but this has kind of changed. Now we're, we, we started talking about it. We're like, we should do, I said, I want to do the top five people I want to drink a beer with. And then, then we said, well, let's do that with, with both living and historical. So we'll just go through these one at a time. We should probably go, should we go forwards or backwards? Let's go, let's just start at the top. Let's just go with living. 
But should we go number one or should we go? I think we should go five to one. All right, let's do five to one. All right, but hold on. Let me get a drink of this beer. Cheers to you, yeah, my friend. Cheers. That's a great look on your face, man. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, that's awful. Not my kind of beer. Um, <laughs> let's just say I'm glad they're not a sponsor or something. Because <laughs> it'd be hard to swallow. Oh. It's, uh, it's pretty heavy, man. It's like a... Oh. If you could give me a spoon, you could probably stick it in here. That's like... Um... That's like one of the ones you put um, like a shot of whiskey in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, or... Just don't drink. Just when you go, you, I gotta go to the bathroom. And come back with the empty thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, top five. So you want to go first? Who's your number five living person you would want to? So this is living people you'd want to drink a beer with, man. All right. Um, all right. So first things first. Number five. Number five. I'm gonna start with Mark Wahlberg. Only because I only put him at number five because I'm you know. He's not like that cool. I don't think he'd have that many interesting things to say. He, he, he's played a lot of cool Sorry, characters. Mark, if you're listening to this. Yeah, sorry, Mark, you know. Um, but you're you still were, in my top five. You're so. only like a singer and then a... He was like a rapper, wasn't he? I think he was a singer. Oh, give me some. Give me some. Give me a history lesson. I'm not going to give you a history lesson because I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he's a rapper, Mark. He was in a boy band. Anyway. No, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about Marky Mark. Yeah, I love... Like, he's awesome. I would totally have a beer with him. He's played a lot of great roles throughout the days and... I just respect him as a human, I would imagine, you know? As a human. That's good. As a a person. There's not a lot of celebrities I respect as people. Yeah, we we kind of agree on that. Well, interestingly enough, number five for me is a celebrity as well, Clint Eastwood. Played some awesome roles. He's the prototypical man. He's he's like a man's man. Um, And he would probably talk like this while we're drinking a beer or something. You know, he'd talk real cool. And then he would... He would probably just jack you in the jaw if you made that face while drinking the beer. Because the face <laughs> you're making so bad. as you're drinking this Can I get a Miller is Light? horrible. Can I get a Miller Light? <laughs> oh, uh, no. You have to finish this beer. That's part of the contract. Uh, so, Clint Eastwood for me. Who you got for number four? Uh, number four, I have Elon Musk. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, I hope that we wouldn't have to have like a, like a geometry lesson or anything like that in the middle of it. But I do think... He'd be a very cool guy to have a beer with. He'd probably have a cool toy along with him, so definitely yeah. down for that. Um, so she says he's someone who's like influential today. You know what I'm saying? He's a smart guy today who's inventing things that are useful for tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's had a lot of failures, a lot of successes, and I think that's really cool. Yep. Um, number three would can be. Can I give it? Can I give him my fourth? Oh yeah, is that all right? Is it all about you? As long as it's not, you just figure if you're as long as it's not the guy who invented this beer. I was going to say you figure if you talk, you don't have to drink. Is that what the way it works? Gosh, this is terrible. All right, so your number your number four was Elon Musk. Mine number four is Colin Noir. I don't know if you know who Colin Noir is. Many people probably don't know who's listening, but he's a as you know, I'm a gun guy, and he's an NRA spokesman, and um, he is actually. Uh, very good, very and, and very makes some very good points on his video. He also does some phenomenal gun reviews, and um, I think he's just an all-around great guy. So he's number four on my list. My list changes every once in a while. He was number two a while ago, but I moved him back to number four. So who's your number three? So my number three 
would have to be uh, I put Steven Tyler because as a huge mu- a good music one. dude as a huge music dude he's one of the last I think really cool like authentic living ones you can tell he's just an authentic guy you know what I'm saying um, he's definitely in his own person sure thing he's not a man's man but he's definitely his own person did you see that picture of him recently no uh-huh. if you should look it up I'm gonna tweet I'll tweet it out on at uh, podcast 234 but I'll find it and retweet it on there but he, he looks like Joan Rivers. Like, he's wearing, like, women's glasses. I don't know what he's doing, man. It was, I hope he was playing some dress-up role for some comedy skit or something, because it's kind of weird. Uh, I, mean, it's, but, I mean, have you seen the guys? I know, I know, like but he's, he's badass. He's, he's, a, cool, he's cool. I mean, I think he's cool, too, but I think he, I just think it's like, sometimes I'm like, what is going on with him? Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, so, my number three is Marcus Luttrell. So uh, I hope everybody knows who Marcus is, but uh, Marcus is is uh, a, a Navy SEAL, um, and he is you probably know him if you know him you know him from uh, Lone Survivor the movie, um, and he's just a great American hero and a great warrior, and he's somebody I would I don't care if I drink a beer with him I just love to shake his hand one day I think he's he's just an awesome guy. Um, he's got a great, I'll plug his podcast. He's got a great podcast called Team Never Quit. So if you get an opportunity after listening to this, open up your podcast and search up Team Never Quit. He's got some great stuff. Um, who do you have as your number two? Uh, my number two, I have, I have Charlie Daniels. And I only chose Charlie Daniels because he looked through... Like, the best era of country music, if you ask me. Um, he's just a pretty pretty awesome figure, and he has a lot of great music. Um, and has a huge, again, another big music um, another big music thing. And I've, I've heard some of his story, and I think it's kind of amazing how he went from... He came up with his big hit, which was, um, you know, um, shoot, the Texas... Oh, um, it's uh, the, the you know the hit by Charlie Daniels with the devil went down to Georgia. That's what I was talking about. He had that big hit, devil went down to Georgia, and then he had you know the legend of Wooly Swamp, and then um, what was the, his what, the second big one? Still in Saigon. I don't know. Oh, uh, but, America. So uh, what is that one? Um, what's the America one? Uh, what this world needs is a few more rednecks. Is uh, that him? That's one of them, though. But uh, actually, it probably does need that. <laughs> no, so still, that's so, still a that's still a you know poignant. Thing so as a, so as a as a big music. as a big music buff, that's one of mine. But I think his story is really cool as well. I heard an interview with him about how he went through. Um, he he had those big hits, you know, coming straight out of the gate, and then he got in tons and tons of debt, and then he just started playing any old bar that would let him play, and he eventually made himself out of debt. But I, yeah, that's a quick summary, but. He would. I, I would love to just hear the story. That's so. cool. And I did see. I follow him on Twitter. He's got a new book out, or he's got a book out. So might have to try to. And I love his voice. Up. It sounds like he smokes about five packs of Marlboros a day. Yeah, it's just what he's always sounding. What's your? Uh, was that your number three? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. So that was your number two. Number number two. So my number two, and uh, y'all are gonna go. Uh, what? It's Glenn Beck. Talk about self-made man, Glenn Beck. What a story that guy's have. You know, the other cool thing about Glenn Beck is your number two guy is you actually get two beers because he doesn't drink because he's a recovering alcoholic. So 
you know, you could drink a beer with him, but oh, you can't drink beer. I'll drink yours as long as we're not drinking this Weyerbacher. It'll be oh. good. We'll give him the Weyerbacher. Um, I noticed you're drinking this really fast, though. Just trying to get through it. Yeah, I just took a big, uh, big few gulps there. I was like, oh, it's so yeah. bad. So for me, Glenn Beck, the reason I pick Glenn Beck is because he's, um, like I said, he's a guy who uh, was a top 40 guy. He, he, uh, he was a top 40 radio host. Um, he actually makes fun of himself for being a top 40 radio host at some, you know, it's kind of funny to listen to him make fun of that. But turned into an alcoholic or was an alcoholic, ended up being, um, ended up getting recovery. And he's basically built his entire, rebuilt and rebranded his entire self. Sure, he had a stint on Fox. He's a catastrophist. That's why a lot of people don't like him. He's always talking about, oh, gosh, the world's coming to an end, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. That's just his nature. But if you haven't listened to him, I think you should listen, give him a chance. Listen to his podcast. He's a good Christian man, um, and he's, a, he's just a great guy. And, uh, I mean, I love listening to him. I don't agree with 100% with everything he says, but he takes up uh, – he gets three hours of my time every day almost, which is kind of cool. So that's my number two. All right, my number one. And I think it's only because of importance of the person that this is number one. And that'd be George W. Bush. Sweet. Only because I think drinking a beer with George W. Bush would be like you would never know when he is actually drunk just because he is the way he is. <laughs> well, but GW, <laughs> I mean, he's just a, he seems like he's just like a, a common down to earth kind of guy. Like yeah, he would uh, he would do that, I think. I feel like he'd, he'd show up a beer in Sanox jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. His hair be messed up. Yeah. And he would, you know, and I, I would imagine he would drink Miller Lite. Or he probably does. Oh, Shinerbach, maybe. Oh, Shinerbach, yeah. Or Lone yes. Star. Yes. No, he's he's just a... I think he was... It's crazy because people don't... I don't think give him enough credit for what he had to be president through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I like agree. A lot of them, I mean, he got a lot of bashing, but... A lot of them, and I mean... And not to mention, he's just a guy that has a lot of... People, I think, think he's stupid, but he just has a lot of respect for people and doesn't talk, speak out. And that's why I think it's really interesting, too. Yeah, you noticed, though. It was in, it was interesting to me. Like, during all of the Obama, he got killed. I mean, he was getting slammed. Everything's Bush's fault. Everything's Bush's fault. He never once really spoke, spoke out. out. Yeah. I mean, well, that takes gut. I mean, that takes, like, you got to have some morals and some values to be able to do that. Or he was just so drunk or whatever, he didn't care. I don't know. Or he just <laughs> hanging out on the fun, ranch. Fun. Wait, wait, wait. We have. A, I do have a fun fact. Is nineteen seventy six. Seventy six or seventy four? I think it was seventy four. Seventy four. Go ahead. It was seventy six. But anyway, um, George W. Bush got a DUI in Maryland. Happens to the best of us. Isn't that? <laughs> isn't that awesome? Yeah, absolutely. Hasn't happened to me though. Knock on wood, right? All right. Um, so my number one is Mike Rowe. You know him from, of course, Dirty Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a down-to-earth guy, uh, another kind of self-made man. Heard his story not too long ago. Um, he's, he's, uh, he was doing, like, when he first started, he was doing, like, stuff on QVC or something, or Home Shopping Network or one of them. And that's how he came into it. And then he, he developed, basically developed Dirty Jobs himself he he came up with that at a bar um thinking and, and writing and trying to figure out a new tv show to do and that's what he came up with and he pitched it and he got it and that's really made him who he is but he's a cool guy man talk about down to earth believer in hard work and and ethics and morals and values and i think that's really cool oh, yeah. um 
And so he's somebody I definitely want to sit. I actually like to sit and drink two beers with Mike Rowe if I could. So that was our top five living, right? Yeah, let's go to uh, let's go to dead. We'll, we'll talk about dead and or just historical figures. We'll roll through these pretty quick too. Yep. So um, first go, things. Go, I'm going first. You went first last time. Mine right, first. Fine. My number five is Martin Luther King Jr. What better figure to have a beer with it, but somebody that that fought civil fought for civil rights and and uh, as, as was just a, a great man. So oh, yeah. I think that would be a great historical figure to sit and have a beer with. Who's Absolutely. your number five? My number five, I got Christopher Columbus. And Christopher Columbus? I didn't even think of that. I, know, I was one. going, I was just between that or Joan of Arc. Because I just wanted to pick something really kind of obscure. Christopher but Columbus? Christopher That's Columbus. reaching. Only because I would think that, um, I was, okay, so it was between Christopher Columbus or Christopher Columbus's right-hand man. And I didn't know who that was, but I was about to look it up. Just because I wanted to see... How his thoughts, you know, I would, I think I'd love to see his thoughts. Like he process. was thinking, oh yeah, Christopher Columbus is a real a hole. Yeah, like, just see, like he doesn't know what he's doing, and the next yeah. thing you know, he discovers the new world. It's like, oh Chris, like you know, we've been out here for days. I don't know about this, and then all of a sudden, just land appears, and you're yeah. like, and Chris, Whoa. Is, yeah, and then Chris goes back to his cabin, and he's like, oh thank God, I'm about <laughs> to give up. <laughs> exactly. All right, who do you got for uh, number four? Number four, I got Ronald Reagan because um, it would be cool. I mean, Reagan was one of the most prolific um, uh, presidents of my time that I remember. That's the one I, that's, I, of my era, all the presidents I remember, that is the one I think was the greatest. Look, you want to have a beer with Ronald Reagan? We just pull a fireside chat on YouTube. You can have a beer with Ronald Reagan. Oh, can you do that? I don't know, probably. I, cool, I, I imagine. Um, all right, so let's go to, my number four is Henry Ford. Because I'm a huge car guy, oh, as you know. A, that'd be cool. Huge car guy, as you know. So, Henry Ford, just because... That's cool. Be, uh, I think it'd just be cool. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of unknown trivia about Chaz and I. Our, our great-grandfather, my, my great, great. his great-great-grandfather, my great-grandfather actually knew Henry Ford. They were both telegraph operators, and I have newspaper articles that say how Henry Ford came to town and hung out with our great, my great, and his great-great-grandfather and went to dinner with him, and he went to dinner with Ford, Firestone, and Edison. That night, how cool would that of a dinner that would be to go sit down with Ford Firestone and Edison and have so dinner? So there's the That'd three sweet. of my favorite people to have a beer with. No, um. <laughs> so did you do where are we at? I don't even know where you're at. Oh, you're Ford. I'm on four. Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. so my number three is Churchill, Winston Churchill. Um, just a great, awesome figure, man. I mean, that's a guy that's and a guy who loved beer. He, yeah, oh, I Ted bet he, Yeah, that's good for him. Good for him. That's why he was so smart. See, kids, booze and beer leads to success. No, I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> in limited <All> quantities. Right. <laughs> I don't know if he had limited quantities, but uh, anyway. Who's your number three? Uh, General Sherman. General Sherman. Why like, is that, Chad? Why you just have to pick apart that guy? Not to mention I'm from Lancaster, Ohio, so. Yeah, you know, General Sherman, that's a good one because he's right from down the road. I think, so. Hey, so what gave you the great idea just to burn everything in your path? He actually yeah. didn't do that, I don't think. That was he let it happen, but I don't think it was his decision. I mean, I don't think it was his. Yeah. He had to let the boys have it. Why don't you drop the bottle opener one more time? I'm sorry, I'll stop playing. With it. Um, yeah, kids these days. Um, yeah, I don't think he. I think on stuff I read, he just tolerated it. It wasn't like he wanted it to happen, but he was like, "Yeah, let the boys be boys," you know. <laughs> 
thing. Yeah, no, he has uh, that voice like that. Like an old, yeah, he's like a, he was also a, after that. He 40s, was a radio. Radio. You see, he's hey, a radio we're gonna play some music. See, um, all right. Well, who's your number two? Uh, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Yep. All right. So Thomas Edison. Okay. So Wait why? a minute. What the heck was I thinking? You said Ford, and I said our great grandfather knew Ford. He didn't. He knew Edison. Edison was from Milan, Ohio, not Ford. Man, this honey brown is, or this Easton brown and down is really killing me. Mine was long gone. I just chugged it as fast as I could. That was disgusting. No, it was Edison because they were both from, one was from Norwalk, the other one was from Milan, Ohio, and they, yeah. they telegraph operators. My, my bad. All right, so but Edison, Edison was, was the one, and uh, they still had that meeting and that, uh, that cool dinner, but think about all the stuff that guy invented. And was that, is that so you could figure out the Wilder Wild Complex? Yeah, I don't know about that. Or was that one? All right. All right, uh, number two for me, we Tom Petty, man. Hey, Tell me man. a better guy you can have a beer with. I mean, I have one, but... I got Edison, you got Tom Petty for number dude, two, Tom man. Tom Petty is awesome, man. I've always been a big Tom Petty. Even before he died, I loved Tom Petty. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a lot of people hey, who come man. out of the woodwork who are like, oh, I always loved Tom Petty. But I was like... No, oh, you're not, you're always, not like a bandwagon. I'm not Tom a bandwagon Petty. guy. I loved Tom Petty. Always have. You know that. I always loved Tom Petty. Yeah, um, I'll, but, I'll give you that. Because we used to listen to uh, Tom Petty's Treasure Chest, man. You know, yeah. like I just want to put him number two. I no, mean, you put, you put you put Tom Petty, dude, Tom above Henry Ford and Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> what is wrong uh, with you? I just I'm a music dude, man. And Tom Petty was cool, man. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? How do you know Christopher Columbus didn't play a mean like uh, mandolin, mandolin, <laughs> or a What's another old instrument? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, a ukulele. A ukulele. He, was, he didn't even discover the Philippines yet. Uh, Are ukuleles from the Philippines? Uh, somewhere around there. Oh my God, this uh, is going south. My number one is Jesus Christ, and I know he's not a beer fan, oh my God. but Jesus Christ would drink some wine. Wait, wait, wait! And I drink some beer. Yellow flag. You can't just do that. You can't just pull Jesus Christ out of the why. Room. You can't. That's that's that's. Well, I, I think I'm a historical figure. One. You'd want to hang out with Jesus Christ would be definitely one I'd want to drink. I want to drink. That's like that's like when apples to apples ask you um, the most humbling person and you pick Mary, Mother Mary. I mean, really? That's that's just know, going man. too far, man. That's just too. Well, I think he would drink a beer with me if I asked. I you know I really I'm do sure think he would. so. And you can do that water into wine thing, which is really cool. Well, you know, too, he did eat with prostitutes. He'd break bread across oh, Of course he did, because that's what he did. He was with the commoners. He wasn't necessarily with the... He went after those that needed help, not necessarily those that were high and mighty and already supposedly were above all the help. But anyway, exactly. number one was Jesus for me. What do you guys, number one? Top that. I got... Who do you got? Like uh, The band Twisted Sister. No. no. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Twisted <laughs> Sister. No. No, I put Lincoln. As my, I put Lincoln as my number one. Okay, Lincoln. I like Lincoln. He did. Lincoln. I mean, he did a lot. It's it's another thing with the George W. Bush thing. Whereas people, I still don't think people give Lincoln enough credit, even though he's like, you know, you ask kids, you know, right. third, three, third graders now, you say, well, uh, who's Lincoln the first president? Awesome. They say Lincoln because they don't know anything. You Lincoln, know, but Lincoln. They're not talking better, but Lincoln was awesome. I like he such a rough time in the country. I mean, honestly, you know, civil war, rough time in the country. I would love to see how that. I just have to talk to him about everything, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get into our next one. we got current events coming up, guys. We're going to talk about seatbelts um, on buses. We're going to talk about um, good old Laurel versus Annie. And we're going to talk about, what was the last one you got? Well, we're going to touch on that Santa Fe shooting tragedy. 
So bring it down a notch. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. That's what I heard. I thought a cat was dying underneath the hood of my car as my daughter played that in the back seat on her iPhone. She's like, what do you hear? I go, I hear a cat dying. Wait, what do you? What did you really hear? I heard Yanny or well, Yanny. They say, no, if you're if you're if you're past the age of eighty years old, they say it's a hearing thing. Seriously, if you're past the age of eighty years old. What the hell are you saying? That oh, I'm sorry. I just look at you and oh, think you're eighty no. years old. This, 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 40, this, this, I'm so tired of hearing about it. I walked into a restaurant this, and the waitress comes up and she's like. Hi, my name's uh, Megan. I'm here. I'm going to be taking care of you tonight. I go, hey, I need to know. Laurel or Yanny? No, you did not. Did. When was that? Just your former employer. employer. Max Nervous? Yeah. Oh, and nice. she goes, oh, eat Laurel. I go, there that's went weird. your tip. See ya. Well, you think that's cool because you said it to someone at Max Nervous? How about this? The U.S. Air Force. This is the coolest. I swear this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my time. They said the what Taliban forces in Ferris City. it? Yeah, they tweeted it. I'm sorry, they tweeted it out. Um, the Taliban forces in Ferris City, Afghanistan, would much rather have heard Yanni or Laurel than the deafening brr they got courtesy of our A-10. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. They got yes. a huge backlash for it. Why? They ended up having to apologize. And Why? Because it's offensive to the, ta- to the terrorists. Our, it's offensive to the terrorists. To the terrorists. It's offensive to the terrorists. Have you seen our president? <laughs> He's offensive to everybody. Who cares? I don't understand. I mean, that's awesome. Yes, I, don't, I, I don't like understand. that. I, my, my, my biggest problem is I don't understand the backlash from it. Oh, we don't want to offend people who want to kill us. Yeah. I don't, it would I don't slit your throat just as soon as look at you. They would rather just slit your throat. You think they care? Like, I don't. They can't even understand what it says. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, how can they even read it? Anyway. I just think that's hilarious. I don't know. That and is they, awesome. They, had to, they, Good they for ended them. up deleting it. Now Good they ended up deleting for it. Them. Thank you, United States Air Force. All right. Uh, let's crack these beers open and get this taste out of our mouth. This, this is, is the, uh, what is this, APA. Rhino APA. I don't know what an APA is. American Pale Ale. Oh, American Pale Ale. And, uh, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon actually has an APA out now. Hmm. I just can't imagine paying $8 for PBR. This is out of Denver. $8 for PBR. $8 for four, I think. Are we in Vegas? That's... <laughs> All right, this is out of Denver, Colorado. This was $1.99 a can. Oh, here we go, boys. Thank you, Ameristop. It looks delicious. Oh, shout out to the local Ameristop for having the best Jeez, beer selection those ever. guys are awesome. That's the, they really yeah, have the best, the beer, best selection. beer selection, honestly. I know you think we're joking, but we're not. If you're ever looking for a beer, Ameristop. Or at least the one near us. I don't know yeah, if all of them are like that. I don't that, know, but the I ones... know Ameristop is still in business, but this one is awesome. And something special. What was that thing I got this week at the Maristop when we got these beers? What was it called? Oh, it was, it was called delicious. Like a firecracker sausage. Firecracker, that's what it was. I got a firecracker sausage when I was there. It was so good. If you don't know what a firecracker sausage is, it's a red hot pickled <laughs> sausage. It literally smelled the, like the worst thing I've ever smelled in there. It was made with chicken, pork, artificial colored, packed in artificial colored vinegar pickle juice. <laughs> so it's a sausage made out of chicken and pork. And soaked in vinegar pickle juice. What could be wrong with that? Nothing. It was delicious. You have a little heartburn afterwards, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, how's this beer? This APA pretty good? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Here we go. 
That's a pretty good brew. I'm a fan. I'm like a it. fan. It's oh, got a really good finish you, on it. Listen, you'd be a fan of anything after that terrible, terrible beer. Yeah, I'd probably be a fan of the dog's water dish. At this <laughs> oh, dude, that's terrible. No, this is good. This has a... Is this citrusy? Is that what they're I don't know it what it is at the end, but I really like mm-hmm. it. It's really good. I like it. Well, something's going right in Denver other than marijuana. All right. <laughs> um, let's, um, we talked about that Laurel Yanny thing, but let's talk about something that, that hit this week. It's unfortunate, the Santa Fe shooting. And we won't go into the details about the Santa Fe school shooting. But I found it ironic that this the same week that that happened, that the NTSB is recommending seatbelts on school buses. Now, I know that there was a couple, there was an accident in New Jersey and, a, and unfortunately a child and a, I think a teacher were killed in a bus accident where I think the driver was doing an illegal U-turn or whatever. But the long story short is this. We're recommending seatbelts on school buses, but we're not willing to take the next step in school security. And it really, quite frankly, pisses me off because this is what I do for a living. And so I'm not going to get on my high horse, but it just really makes me mad because I see ways we can effectively combat what happened in Santa Fe, and we can stop this right at the doors, but we but we can't seem to get the people to buy off on it, and we really need to force this issue. And yes, I know there's a bunch of people that think we shouldn't have guns and all that, but the guns used in that in that mass murder um, were common guns. They're not a gun that you would consider a military weapon. A 38 revolver and a shotgun are two of the most common commonly used guns. A 38 revolver was like the main main gun used by police in the 1970s or 60s or whatever. And the shotgun is still used today, obviously. But so any weapon is going to harm people. Let's get let's get that straight. Any any gun has the capability of harming someone in 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 the wrong hands. But man, what if we just lock down the doors on the outside of the schools and we put sounders on all of them and we make them so they're delayed egress so you can get out. But you got to hold them for 15 seconds to get out. That's going to stop somebody from propping a door open. If they do open the door, a sounder is going to go off and you can come in one entrance and that entrance has a resource officer with a metal detector. I mean, I don't understand. That could have been stopped at the door and and I believe people's lives would have been saved. Why can't we do that? We do that at sports venues. We do that at my county court. I, I mean, everybody's like, oh, it costs money. You know what? Have you ever been to a county courthouse? The thing looks like it's falling down, but they've got metal detectors in one door people come in. And a security, it happens to be a sheriff typically that's standing at the door. So don't tell me it, it costs a lot of money and it can't be done. It just, it irks me. I mean, we, we ha- we're having this discussion or this Twitter war of, oh, it's guns. Oh, it's people. Oh, it's, it's mental health. Uh, you know what? It's probably all of it. But what is the one thing we can do right now to combat this? And I, with me, and yes, this is what I do for a living, so I'm passionate about it, but I think... You can lock down the perimeter of a facility and funnel people through one door. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think um, when I was in high school, there was this a quick count. We had one, two, three, four, five quick. doors. I think we had five doors. We could go in in the mornings, five or six. You just walked in. There's teachers standing outside their doors, kind kind of sometimes you outside know? their classroom doors. I mean, granted, I I graduated in fourteen, and how many shootings were there? From, you well, know, when I was were. in school. But, it's... But, the, but the point of the matter is, is somebody just walked into a school again with a gun. I mean, it, 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 to me, it's just, 
if you can stop them at the perimeter, at the hard line, and you know what? You're going to have to call it a hard line. I'm sorry. We're going to have to change the way we think. Schools, while we love the fact that they're open, that's just a feel-good thing. And the security measures we've been taking are feel-good security measures, no different than your TSA. The TSA stuff is feel-good. Yeah, they're catching some things here and there. My toenail clippers and maybe a screwdriver I might have in my pocket. But I really think the majority of what they're doing is a feel-good technique. It's not really solving the problem there. And I know that because I've flown with a guy recently who had a backpack that had gone through no more less than five or six flights before it actually got flagged in LA for having, he didn't even know he had it in there, had like a Leatherman tool in there somewhere that he got at a trade show, stuck down in the corner of this backpack that he's carried for years. He made it through TSA five or six times with that backpack and nobody said anything. So that's a feel good technique. If we really stop at the doors, how many kids are carrying large metal objects at school, not too many. You know, you got notebooks, backpacks, book, you know, uh, yeah, books. Do they even have books in schools anymore? My kids don't have. Any I think books. most of them just iPads anymore. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying. I think we can do that. I'm just the high horse of this Twitter thing, man. I just I was on Twitter after that, and I just got on Twitter and I posted just a couple things, like because I feel like I have knowledge in this industry and I should be able to say, hey guys, let's look at how we can fix this. And I put it out there, and the responses I got are like, oh, you know, you can't lock down the schools. You don't want them to be like a prison. Well, you know what? Uh, how about kids die then? How I many people shoot up prisons? Exactly. <laughs> how many people shoot up prisons? I don't know. Just one of those things that made me mad. But I couldn't believe that the same week, you know, we're calling for, hey, NTSB saying, hey, we suggest that you have seatbelts on all new school buses. Look, and, and here's my big thing about it is they talk about how they don't feel like prisons, this, that, and the other. But here's here's my biggest problem with it is is you look at the U.S. Embassy, look at who's protected there, people, politicians and people who kind of like I don't know exactly dignitaries what they, exactly and, yeah. So why are they more important? Why are they protected with AR-15s and the door scream screechers and this that and the other? That's right. And the future of America isn't. That's right. I have accounts that are not that do not have. I would say the wonderful assets that a school has you know when you think of that's our kids they're our future they're they're our most prized possessions as a parent i can safely say that and there are there are many buildings out there that i protect much better than i protect the schools and i think we just need to change the way we do things we need to change our mental the way we the way we think about security when it comes to schools and it doesn't have to look like a prison but we can make it certainly make it harder to get a weapon in there and it's it's sad that we haven't done that yet so I'm really going to push for it. I'm going to try to find a school district that's willing to take that challenge. And I'm going to find some of my top vendors and we're going to go make that school district a hardened district. And we're going to show you how we can do it. That's kind of a thing I got in the back of my head. I just want to do that so bad. So anyway, that's all I had on current events. You got any other current events, Chaz? Anything exciting? You want to talk about this whole FBI thing with, with Trump? Because I don't. No. I'm totally wait. lost at this point. It's like a... Hey, listen, I have a question for you, Dwayne. When was the last time... You heard interesting news that you actually cared about about Trump. I don't know. I don't think in this entire presidency I've cared about one thing other than like, oh, like he picked, you know, what's his name for um, Supreme Court judge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I like, don't know. I've lost interest in all this FBI it's never, dealing, all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, you know what, guys, you've lost me. This is like a bad... 
Wait, it's like it's like when I try to watch a show with my wife, like one of those shows on Netflix, I can, I can and it's like a serial, something. like a serial show, like I don't know, Blacklist or whatever. By the like fourth episode, I'm so there's so many twists and turns, I'm lost. I'm like, you know what? Just turn on Tom and Jerry and let me go. Turn on Tom and Jerry. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> I do have one thing. I do have one bone to pick, and that's that. If we do have this whole entire, this is all the, the you know the Trump people who I hate. I hate when someone voted for Trump and they feel like they have to give every single last breath to Trump. You know what I'm saying? No. And the biggest thing that annoys me is that this whole entire um, big thing surrounding Stormy Daniels is that, I don't know if you saw, what's-his-name said that, I know I said what's-his-name a lot, but what's-his-name said, his new lawyer or whatever said, oh, well, Trump did pay back his... Right, yeah. Here's my thing. Is that, is that much different than Bill Clinton then? I don't know. Because wasn't, well, was Monica Lewinsky, was she in, in, when he was, was that when he was in office? You yep. lived through this, so. Yep. Yeah, you, that was when he was in office. Is that much yeah. different, though? I mean, that he had an affair before? No, it's just, it's just, the whole thing is just to be, to take, that's the problem. Just let the guy do his job. He already won. You're not going to remove him from office. Just let him do his job. That's yeah. all you got to do. I mean, well, just let him do his what, job what, and move on. Hey, four years? You got four years? Two more years, whatever, and then, boop, put another guy in. I don't care. You know what? The problem is, is the presidency has become too powerful. It's too important to be president. It was never, it was never meant to be that way. A hundred years ago, presidents didn't have this much power. What about... Um, but we have, a, we, we have congressmen, senators that don't do jack. And so that's why, they're so that's why they're so powerful. Well, what side of it were you on when Bill Clinton was in power? Was, was, in power? was that still the same side you were on? I don't know what side you're talking about when you say like, were you side. Still, would you still say the same thing if Bill Clinton was in office? Yeah, I don't care what Bill Clinton does personally. I, don't, I could care less what Bill Clinton did personally. It didn't have any effect on me, and it shouldn't have an effect on his presidency. What did, what did JFK do yeah. when he was in office? What did anybody, Herbert Hoover, somebody said he ran around in women's underwear all the time or women's clothes. I don't care. If that's what, you, if that's what you're excited about and that's what you do as a pastime, so be it. And we all know in Bohemian Grove, they like... Sacrifice babies and stuff. What are you talking about? Did you ever hear about that? Bohemian Grove? It's like a thing where all the most world's powerful people. It's Just like a big conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Where they all oh, get are together. You listen to Alex Jones, our police. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the babies and in there. Fish humanoids. Yeah, the fish humanoids in there. You're putting estrogen in the, in the fluoride and in the water, and we're all going <laughs> to turn in gay frogs. And yeah. what? What's that guy's No, problem? Bohemian Grove, it was actually a thing where like uh, they all, world's most powerful people, like get together and they sacrifice babies and run around and cross dressing and whatnot. You ever heard about this? So we no, but um, yeah, we'll have to research that and bring that up on the next show. I'm um, glad you brought that oh, up gonna, here. That's good. I'm going to do as much research as possible. Oh, please. Get a better beer for the first segment when you do that, all right? Oh, that was terrible. I can still smell it. Okay. Today, I walked into the kitchen. I opened up the cabinet, and I stared into a blank abyss. There was nothing there. Yet, I stood there. How many people do this where they open up a cabinet, and there's like nine items in the cabinet, but they're, they're all like that last 16th of a bag of chips or... The cereal box that like has just not enough cereal for a full bowl, but somebody didn't finish it off. And then you're just sit and you just stand there and you're like, man, if I wait long enough, it's, it's almost like gonna stuff's going to appear. But it doesn't. Well, from the looks of it, that? it looks like stuff did appear. Oh, let me tell you yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Grocery shopping is hard. That's what I've determined. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Grocery yeah. shopping is hard because nobody wants to do it. I mean, God love my wife. 
she she grocery shops 98% of the time, but she doesn't want to do it, nor do I. And you know what? You get busy and you're like, eh, we can go one more day without groceries. But man, so today I did a little grocery shopping online. So a couple times in the past, as you know, Chaz, I did that. What is it called? Click, click list. list. Yeah. Kroger has that click list. And uh, so I did the Sam's Club today online. And when I go to Sam's Club, it's like uh, bring the truck. Because I just buy everything in its brother, and then we fill the cabinets. And then, and then you know, she's like, why do we need 214 Pop-Tarts? You know what? We don't have any Pop-Tarts left. We ate them all. That's why. Hey, listen. I will point out that when you go to Sam's Club, you get <laughs> Oreos, Pop-Tarts, canned green beans, six bags of chips, and... <laughs> Salsa. Some it's salsa and a random electronic thing you found open box. Yes. That's what always happens. It's yeah, a random electronic open box item that was on sale. Hey, uh, yeah, to grocery shopping, man. When I was a kid, grocery shopping was simple. We just went to the grocery store, or my mom did. Now that I have to do it, it's hard. That's yeah. what I've determined. <laughs> Well, wait, 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 wait. Not what's that I the, have to do it. My wife would hear this and be like, "You never go to the grocery." <laughs> Well, what's the store? What's the um? I know I've heard the statistic, and you might know it off the top of your head, is the amount of products that are in a grocery store now versus twenty years ago. Oh, I don't know. Is versus it, forty years ago. Oh wow, I never thought about it's that. It's crazy. I'll look up a statistic. You can keep rolling here, but I'll look up a statistic real quick, and we can come back to that. Um, but it's it's staggering. I, I think I heard crazy. something about it not that long ago. So some of the statistics I found was through a CNBC report, which was interesting because I was like, wow. I'm doing online grocery shopping. I've done it a couple of times. How many people are doing that? You know what I mean? So about 25% of households in the U.S. do some sort of online grocery shopping today. So 25, that's, a, that's quite a bit when you think about it. They do some sort. So they might use Amazon Pantry, which I've used that in the past. It's pretty good uh, for like staples and, and I would say light items. I would be shipping Coke. When I say Coke, I mean Coca-Cola uh, products by, by, uh, by that method, but but yeah, Amazon's that pantry's pretty good. Uh, the Kroger click list, and of course, Sam's Club. None of those, I mean, Amazon obviously delivers, but Kroger doesn't in my area, nor does Sam's Club. But 25% of households do that today. Um, they expect it to be as much as 60 to 70% in the next seven years. So they're they're banking on a $100 billion industry in the next seven years. How about that? $100 billion will be spent online for grocery shopping in the next seven, within seven years. So real quick, I'll just give you the quick statistic I found here, is that in, t in the late 90s, wild boy, in the late 90s, there was <laughs> 7,000 items Sorry. in the, the normal grocery store. 7,000? You want to guess how much it is now? Uh, uh, 12? To 50,000. 40 to 50,000. 50, in your average grocery store. And if you think about it, I mean, think of how many brands there are and everything else. Yeah, and then sense. now we have all those ethnic foods too. When I was a kid, we didn't have like an Asian section or a Italian section. We just called that the spaghetti section. The spaghetti But now section. it's the Italian section. But no, or, they have they only have Asian and, and Latino or whatever. That might be Mexican. I don't... Do they call it Latino section? I don't... I don't think so. I don't think you should have drank that, Myra Bucker. Maybe that was a little bit higher than it said. Um, what was that one? Anyway, no. They, um... <laughs> that's hilarious. 
But yeah, they even have a German section at like our local store now, well, which look, is kind of weird, but they have awesome sauerkraut. Something you may not have known when you were a kid is that they had a vegetable section. They have vegetable sections? Well, from the looks of you, you never went there. <laughs> <laughs> you found the bread aisle and went crazy. Hey man, I'm a big bread and milk guy. Um, bread and milk, boy. <laughs> what about, uh, that's the other thing, like the produce is so perfect now, and that's all that GMO stuff, but... All the, them GMOs. All them GMOs. The the produce is so perfect now. It never was. It is, yeah. You know, we would get it to the, we would take it off the thing. And we, by the time we get it to the cash register, it was half rotted. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the online shopping is, is pretty cool. My question to anybody out there who does online shopping at Kroger, do you tip the click list person? Because I'm like a mixed bag. I mean, they're bringing groceries out to my car. Am I supposed to tip them? Am I not supposed to? I, I don't know. Hey. How much do you tip them? And, and I don't know, man. Look, here's my thing is with the tipping thing is they do go through and they look for all your items and everything. It is kind of amazing, actually. And uh, I think throwing a couple bucks wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Well, you can throw them a couple bucks tomorrow when we pick up this order then. Oh, well, you know. All right. um, Amazon Go Store, though. That's kind of cool. Everybody's seen that, but I wish there was one of those. So, yeah, Amazon Go Store, they just piloted it in Washington, I think, about maybe a year ago. Not even a year ago. And uh, I saw a thing on YouTube by my favorite, one of my favorite YouTubers, Linus Tech Tips. He went there and he did, um, and it was amazing. It followed him throughout the store. There's tons of, I think I showed you that video. There's tons and tons of cameras. They followed him throughout the store and they watched what he picked up. And then when he walked out, it knew exactly, it knew exactly what, he what he took. He and he took, he put down. So he picked had, up and put down and picked he up, and picked put up down. and put down, picked up and put down. And it still got every single thing right. And That's it's crazy. crazy cause they're doing the honor system. So when you get out, they charge you for everything and they make sure that you got everything. And if they didn't, if it, it says like, let's say, for example, he did a box of tampons. So he said... Why did he need those? He... I don't know. But he put them down and he picked them back up. And He's good for stuffing bullet wounds. On the way out, it's, it allowed him to say, hey, I didn't get this or hey, I did. It didn't like... There was no... Oh, you got... You were able it's to like say that system. on your phone or whatever. Yeah. And I imagine the money they're saving and... Here's the downfall of this. Is that what are 16-year-olds going to do for jobs? <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying? What are 16-year-olds doing for jobs anyway? Yeah. I figured they're probably playing Fortnite. Oh no, seriously, sixteen, eighteen. <laughs> I mean, what was your first job doing? Uh, Weren't you a banker manscaping. or something? Manscaping. Was your landscaping? <laughs> Not oh. Manscaping. That's like, <laughs> something whoa. different. I was like, all right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that until my third job. I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just wish the Amazon Go would come here and then they could just deliver it to the house too and to put it away. Because putting away is <laughs> putting a it away part. <laughs> Here's, hey, if anybody wants a million dollar idea, here it is. You ready for it? The rental industry for beach houses is multi-billion dollar. I guarantee it every year. Create a company in, a, in an area that has a lot of beach houses where somebody can go online, say they want this food for their beach house, and you actually go to the beach house and fill the fridges in the cabinets for them prior to them getting there. There you go. Million dollar idea. Done for you. I've already done the legwork. What about... Um yeah, good yeah, story. I, I got that one. No, oh, man. Um, what about what about the Blue Apron? That's a cool thing. It's kind of the same thing. Like no, you're talking about Blue Apron does the Blue Apron doesn't do growth. They do. They do. Yeah, but they ship meals. you their groceries. They specific ship you their meals. groceries for specific meals. I'm not talking about shipping. I'm talking somebody local goes and stuffs the. No, cabinets I understand you that, but I'm saying going oh, along with the grocery saying. thing that takes care of a lot of your grocery. Mm. If you're getting your meals throughout your week, we did. Those. What do you have to worry about? We did a couple Snacks? of those. We did I mean, a couple yeah. of those, and they were good. They were okay, but then they missed a couple items. So. 
Or they were bad or whatever. So the no, everything the food was really good, but the problem I had is they would like uh, they you'd make an eggplant parmesan dish. Oops, we forgot to send you the eggplant. Well, that makes it kind of hard to make the eggplant parmesan dish, doesn't it? Or you know what I mean. So you just have to. That kind of discouraged me a little bit. So, but yeah, that's it on the grocery stuff. Hopefully, uh, everybody has a full pantry full of stuff. And I know I get it. It's a you know, first world problem, right? We got to go to the store and actually get our groceries. But it's only a first world problem if you live in the first world. That's what I say. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you joining us this week. Next week, uh, we'll do it again. We're doing it weekly now. We're doing Wednesdays? I don't know. Don't commit. That's what I do. Never commit. <laughs> All right.